I'm Athean7, and this is And the Winner Is Podcast. Presented by Athean, the Omni Athlete League. Learn more at Athean.org or Instagram, we are Athean. In this show, I review the NFL as it stands today, giving my take on who I believe are the 14 best teams based on who I believe ultimately will make the playoffs, factoring their number of losses, their seed, and ultimately their final outcome. Reminder, if you plan to use any of this information for any purpose, do so at your own risk. Got it? Good. Let's go. All right. Number 14, 49ers. Number 13, Bucks. And number 12, Rams. Going to lump these all together, right? Because all three of these teams have very high expectations. Uh, but things have not been going well. Uh, their record is, is definitely a struggle right now. And there's not a whole lot of positives coming from, from this team. So unpacking this a little bit, uh, the 49ers among the three teams... I I do expect them to gain the last seed in the NFC with eight losses. All three of these teams are going to be around the eight loss uh, uh, tier line with the Rams actually having seven losses at this moment and therefore uh, getting that NFC West uh, division over the 49ers. But I do think that the 49ers are the team that is going to make one uh, another one of their patented upset playoff runs beating get this the Vikes Eagles and the Bucks to make it back to the Super Bowl yep despite you know everything that's been going on i if there is one team that i am still the most confident with in the NFC remember the NFC is 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 unpredictable right now. And I know that it's so easy to, to go with, you know, like the Eagles um, as, as being the representative at this stage, but I'm still not, I'm still not confident uh, in them necessarily, but we'll speak, we'll speak more about, about them later. In the case with the 49ers, look, you don't go after McCaffrey if you are not uh, planning on still expecting uh, to make a deep uh, playoff run. And you look at their roster and absolutely love it. You know, like minus the quarterback situation with Garoppolo, uh, who, by the way, statistically looks like he's improving each and every week. And I do expect him to continuously get better. Uh, remember, he didn't have a whole lot of time during the offseason or with practice up to this point. So I expect this team in general to get better when they also get healthier and healthier. When healthy, this team, pound for pound, talent-wise, is as good as really the only team that can move up into the ranks of, you know, the top two teams, which we'll talk about, you know, later on. Uh, But, you know, with all that said, uh, you know, I... Even though this is exciting news for any of you 49er fans out there, uh, but I do still anticipate them losing next week uh, to their rivaled 
uh, Rams, which is another reason why at this moment I'm factoring in the Rams getting, you know, that uh, the higher seed because of the fact of of getting uh, the uh, winning the NFC NFC uh, West. Um, so okay, Bucks Bucks at number thirteen again. So I also have them with eight losses. They'll they'll make it in more than anything else solely because again the NFC South has to be won by somebody, and I think it still will be them, even though it's a nightmare situation right now, uh, a lot of turmoil. But in the end, this team is way too talented, and I don't think that Brady is going to just you know. Uh, go out without without a fight, right? So I do expect them to uh, to figure it out, but it's not going to feel like it for yet another week because I do expect them losing again uh, next week to the Ravens. So somehow they got to turn around. They got to turn around ASAP. Um, thankfully, they have they had some leeway uh, because of the fact of, of their division. The Rams. We talked about it. I do expect them to, to you know, beat the 49ers um, next next week. Uh, they are therefore the, the the NFC third seed um, because of winning the NFC West. Uh, but I do have them actually losing to the Bucks in the playoffs. So that answers for both of them. Uh, I think that OBJ is is has. Every week we've been talking about it. The the secret sauce, the mystery is is OBJ back, and I think that, as I've said all along, I do believe that the, he will stay with the Rams, and that's the reason why they have an uptick. Um, so they will become a little bit more relevant. Um, but right now, not a whole lot of uh, you know positives uh, coming out of out of their camp. So uh, they need it um, to have any chance. Um, and even with even with OBJ, I don't even know if that's enough, but. But because of the uncertainties, this is the other reason why between the three, you know, they're all they're all, you know, theoretically on paper, good teams that will eventually figure it out. We expect that to happen. But between the three, the 49ers is a team I, I trust the most with the Rams being the one exception if 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 OBJ does come back and, and how much impact that that makes and how he's he's able to, to play after um, the injury. All right. Moving past all that. Number 11, Jets. Uh, seven losses as the last seed in the AFC, uh, losing in the opening round of the playoffs is what I'm anticipating. I do expect them to win next week against the Patriots. The Jets are, you know, they're they're flying high. I mean, this is this is unbelievable times for for New York in general between them and and the and the Giants. Uh, and it's it will be interesting to see, you know, can they can they hold off with this start with this start? Will they able to? you know, survive, you know, the, the season in order to get into the playoffs. Now, the question ultimately is, is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing, right? It's that whole, like, is it better to tank and get, you know, better assets to become a full um, holistic team or to, you know, fight through, uh, you know, the mediocrity, so to speak, as far as the holes and just, you know, getting uh, the win. I will say that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, in the case of both, both, both of them in New York. Look, the New York hasn't had anything to, to to look forward to in quite a long time. So I think at this point, I would heavily uh, choose. You know, just getting into the playoffs is like, super exciting, and it, it is very exciting for 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 them. Uh, so uh, keep keep on uh, flying, you J E T S uh, Jets. <laughs> Ten. Titans, seven losses, AFC, four seed. 
losing in the opening round of the playoffs, uh, but I do have them winning next week against the, the Texans. I, I will admit, I, I still thought that it would be the Colts, um, and, and I'm still a little bit on the fence, but but them benching uh, Ryan is, is concerning. Uh, I know they have their reasons, but it still is concerning. I, I, I still think that the Colts could um, find a way to get over the Titans, but I do think that only one of them is getting in. So it's going to be between the two. It's just right now, now I'm leaning towards the Titans, who, yeah, are going to continue uh, their winning ways. They've been on that little bit of a hot streak now, and, and we'll see how far far it gets. Um, I do think that they have, they have a low ceiling, um, but... You know, somebody has to win that division. Uh, so uh, kudos Titans for at the moment um, leading me to think that th- you'll, be, you'll be that uh, the representative for that. Uh, number nine, Cowboys. Six losses, NFC six seed, winning one game in the playoffs. Uh, I do anticipate them beating uh, the Bears, who they have next week. The Cowboys also, similar to the Titans, they don't have a high ceiling. Uh, in fact, the difference between them and, and this next team is really that, is that I, I, I think what you see with them is what you get. I, I, I don't think they really can progress further than this. In fact, if anything, they can only regress because I feel like they're getting a lot of um, huge plays from their defense at key moments and I just don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, it could be sustainable for for like uh, for the regular season to some degree, which it seems to be at their pace. But I, I don't think that this is gonna. I think yeah, one one game in the playoffs is is their their ceiling at this point. Uh, so this leads into into the Giants at number eight, um, who I have with also six losses because uh, their schedule again both these two teams I think they're in no matter what I mean unless bearing some extreme injury or wacky situation I mean they're both in which is why the, the, all of a sudden things are really fascinating because the NFC there's a lot of teams now and, and throwing the Jets on the AFC there's a lot of teams now that are looking like they're going to be in that are going to be taking away you know, like very critical space in the playoffs for some other teams that you would have expected coming into the season uh, to make it that aren't because of this. In the case of the Giants, like I said about the, the Cowboys, I think the Giants have a higher ceiling. They keep getting better. And I also like their their culture and their, their growth through that. I think that, you know, again, when I say that, I'm not saying they have a high ceiling, right? They have still limitations. You know, Jones is, is a perfect example of that where, yeah, he's good and he has his moments. But to say that he can, you know, get up there to, to the status of, you know, well, the AFC type quarterbacks, right? That's the thing. And the NFC... You know, it could go a long ways, which is another factor that why I think that they're winning these close games is that that's not enough of a of a of a factor at play because the NFC, you know, overall quarterback play right now is not as strong. Uh, but I love I love their tenacity and I love you know where things are headed. So I do have them uh, ahead of them. Um, and you know, let's let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I mean, I, I I never thought a game between the Giants and the Seahawks would be meaningful. But yet here we are, and it very much is. It could define their seasons. With that said, though, I, I do expect the Giants to win yet another tight game. 
Uh, all right, moving forward, uh, number seven, Bengals. Seven losses. The sixth seed in the AFC losing, though, in the opening round of the playoffs. If there is a team that is uh, that has had the biggest improvement from the beginning of the season, it would be the Bengals. You know, that first game was was a, a nightmare, right? And particularly for, for Burrow. But ever since then, he's been back to his usual self. And the team in general is back to what you would expect from them based on the talent that they that they possess. Um, but it's not just the obvious players, right? At the end of the day, this team is very much a team. What I like about them is, is that their, you know, their defense is is very underrated. They may not have any star that is the reason why people, you know, bolster, you know, the campaign around a given team, but they are as a unit, they are very strong with really no weakness. You know, they're strong in, in, in the full, in the full, just the overall team, defensive and offensively. They're they're also, I would say that you know they're they're up there in they're they're one of the you know the top five. You know, even though I have them at top seven as, as a seven right now, I do think that as they continue to progress, the reason why I. I'm still nervous, and the reason why I have them at seven and not higher is because I, their their schedule still is daunting. And look, there's not a whole lot of leeway, right? Uh, and there's there's going to be a lot of other teams that are going to be fighting for this. So you know they got to they got to keep at that seven loss. If they get to that eight loss, and all of a sudden they got to deal with tiebreaker situations. Um, even ideally, they can get the six losses to play it even extra safe. But I think seven losses should be enough. I think the seven to eight losses is where things get really interesting. If you're in the seven loss, you're good. Eight losses, now it's it's a crapshoot. Um, so I do think that they're going to continue their ways by winning again next week at the Browns. But we all know the Browns is a little bit of a of a of a difficult uh, game. Uh, and it will be obviously in-state, uh, you know, rivalry. So I think it will be tough, and it will be probably a tight game again. But I do think the Bengals win. Number six, the Dolphins. Welcome back to uh, six losses, fifth seed in the AFC, winning one game in the playoffs. I do have them winning next week against the Lions to continue uh, their momentum. Now, as as I said, Tua being back, right. It's it's crazy, but like as as I I've, I've predicted, you know this team is a byproduct of winning ways. As long as Tua or or uh, Bridgewater are in as quarterback or anybody else, and therefore they're they're in losing ways. Uh, you know this is not to say that Tua or Bridgewater are the greatest of quarterbacks. They have the limitations, but this team ultimately. Um, you know, they have everything that you need. They just need to have a stable, reliable quarterback to get all their key weapons to ball, and they are good to go. This is a very strong team, much like the Bengals. It's The two teams are almost literally similar to each other as far as, uh, you know, just overall depth. You know, not, not as many superstars um, on defense, but effectively overall, 
uh, as, a, as a team unit. And then a lot of, you know, uh, key secret weapons on the offense that are stars that really, you know, shine light onto them being very effective in a lot of different ways, right? In the case with the Dolphins, and this is where it's interesting, in the case with the Bengals, I trust more their quarterback play with Burrow. But Dolphins, I trust more their speed. That's the thing that makes the Dolphins maybe just a smidgen more difficult to deal with is that ultimately that duel of Waddle and Hill are just it's scary, right? Pittsburgh did an unbelievable job, but Pittsburgh is also one of the best, you know, defenses. So, uh, and they ultimately couldn't capture, uh, take advantage uh, of it. But it was it was a tighter game than I would have I would have expected. Um, although Pittsburgh is also desperate right now, right? That's why I forget who they're playing um, in, in next week, but it's gonna be it's gonna, they're gonna be desperate, right? Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, you know, but exciting, exciting for the Dolphins. Like I said, I do, I do. I mean, it's going to be who they match up with. I think. I think at the end of the day, I think that they could beat anybody, but the top two teams. Uh, it's really what it all comes down to it. Uh, number five, the Vikes, uh, five losses, second seed in the NFC, and losing already for the first rounds of the playoffs. Uh, I think it's just because, you know, they're going to, they're pretty much, you know, slotted in that second seed, right? I, I, I don't think that, I think, I, I think it's, it's pretty clear that they will have the number two seed, which means they're, they're going to have to deal with, in this case, I have the 49ers as being that representative, that last seed. That's just going to be dangerous. There's going to be whoever it is, that first game is going to be really hard, which is why, like, you know, this team, you know, if I were them, I would strategize on, on trying to prepare for that game, right? And I know that that's easier said than done because at the end of the day, you still have to play every game. But looking at their schedule, like they, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to lose. Like I have them actually losing next week against the Cardinals, right? Um, but I think that they have enough leeway where they'll be fine. I mean, the Packers at this point are their only threat, you know, in, in their division. And I don't, I don't, unless something happens like them getting, um, uh, OBJ, like nothing is nothing. There's no evidence to suggest that the Packers can do anything against them at this point. Uh, so they're just going to kind of cruise through, you know, everything about this season is going to make or break based on how they do in the playoffs. Number four, the Ravens, six losses, second seed in the AFC, winning one game in the playoffs and also continuing to, to win next week at the Bucks. Although it will be a tough game, but I just think that, you know, looking at, you know, how these teams are are playing right now uh, and at the Bucks, you know, but it, it looks not it's not going to be super hot. I wouldn't imagine. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, you know, late October. Uh, you know, I, I think I think it I think it should be fine. I don't think that's going to be much of a factor, which if it if it weren't the case, it was earlier in the year. and It was really hot and, and, and humid then. Then I would I would maybe you know think differently, but I think you know in this case uh, I do think that the Ravens you know find a way again. It'll be a close game and it'll probably be erratic because that's the only way that the Ravens know how to play. Uh, there's not really much to to say that hasn't really been said about them. Uh, Jackson is a roller coaster ride. You know you get the the extreme highs and the extreme lows with him. Uh, and therefore, as a result of that, this team is a byproduct of that, that you're never really sure. It's like at one moment, they look like they're going to win. Another moment, they're going to lose. And it's just like, but they usually find a way in the end. And, 
you know, this team is still dangerous. You know, if if ja if, if Jackson could, Jackson can cut down on the turnovers, then their their ceiling gets higher and higher. It's just it's really that simple. So, uh, still super exciting. It's still one of the the, the most fun teams to, to to watch play. Okay, number three, Eagles. I mentioned I hinted at uh, the Steelers being desperate. So I actually do have. Um, them, no, just kidding. Actually, I, I, I do think that the Eagles will squeak out the game against the Steelers, but it will be close because again, the Steelers, I mean, they, they're, they're, this is their season. They're, they're at a point where they, they have to win. They, they, they need to, if they have any, if they have any shot, right? So they're gonna, you know, claw their way to making the game as close as humanly possible. But in the end, I do think that the Eagles are just, you know, a stronger team. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly where, you know, the Eagles will lose yet. Um, but I do, I still don't expect them to, you know, to win every game. I mean, you know, between one and three losses is still where they're going to be. Um, I've been going back and forth between two and three losses. Uh, right now I, I still have it as three losses. Um, and one of them could be against the Steelers. But I, again, if, if I were a betting man, I would still keep with the, the Eagles. Uh, obviously, no surprise, they're going to have the first, the, the top seed in the NFC, and that buys, and that buy in the playoffs. But yeah, I have them, ironically, uh, despite you know saying nothing but glowing remarks uh, on them and, and how good things are going and all the, you know the the strategies and and the uh, the, the choices that they made during the offseason and, and and how they've been playing this uh, the season. I do have them losing already in their their first game which would be the second round in the playoffs uh, to the 49ers again now this is just a prediction based on you know how things could theoretically lay out so that that may not end up being the case but either way from day one and and nothing has changed that I don't I still don't expect them to be the NFC representative but even I will admit that like you know if something were to happen like if, if Garoppolo were to go down right and then I would say then I would feel even more confident because right now, outside of the 49ers, I, I don't know who would beat them, right? So if it, that didn't end up happening, then I, I, I then I think that the Eagles can because the NFC is it, 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 there's not a whole lot to to like about about them past the Eagles and the Vikings, and and we all know that I mean you can't have a whole lot of of confidence in the Vikings, so that that's left with the Eagles, but. It still makes me nervous to like as a as a predictive you know person. I, I I'm I have a very difficult time believing and to and, and and hurts. I just if it get if, if if in the playoff game they get matched against the Bucks with Brady or the Rams with um, Stafford or 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 just an overall strong team like the 49ers, then. Oh, originally in the beginning of the season, I thought like the Packers too with Rodgers and whatnot, but that they're right now, that doesn't look like that's the case. So, you know, the Eagles uh, got to take advantage of this. That's the key. That's the, 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 you know, the key with this season for the Eagles, they have to take advantage because next season will be different. This is their season. They have to take advantage of that because as great as the team is overall, I don't know if Hurts can be 
a good enough quarterback against some of these elites. Now they do have also the advantage that all those other all those other quarterbacks are getting older. So you could make a case that the Eagles are actually exactly where they need to be, and they're they're going to be soaring not just for this season but for the, for the coming seasons. Uh, so it's a it's a fair point. Um, I yeah. So that's the Eagles. Let's now you know let's move forward to what is interesting is there is without a doubt clear head and shoulders above the rest two top teams i mean with all due respect to to everybody else i just think that we we could just skip all the games and just get right to the afc championship game between the chiefs and the bills that is this season's Super Bowl, just as it was last season, although we just didn't know it until it happened. But this season, it's looking more and more like that is the game. That is the holy grail of this season. That is the, the, the representative of the season is really just that game in a nutshell. And it's still a close call. It's hard, it's hard to, to gauge between the two teams, you know, what it would happen. But looking at quick, the brass tacks, the Chiefs, I have at five losses, the third seed in the AFC. And then the Bills I have with two losses, uh, top seed in the AFC. Um, so that means that in that game, the Bills would have home home field. And I think that that's, we knew that when, you know, they they beat the Chiefs, you know, the other week. So here, here in that game, I, I think you can make a case either way. But I think that at the end of the day, the Bills are the stronger team by a little bit. They have less of a clear hole. Like the thing that makes me nervous about the Chiefs, they're not, that's the one thing. They're not absolutely perfect, right? The one weakness is that their pass defense and their corners is their weakness, right? Uh, it hasn't been too much of a factor up to this point in the season, but in the playoffs, that's where things get interesting. You know, like they, they, I feel like the Bills really can't be beaten by anybody unless they were to screw up, right? They need to help another team. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think that there's a team that can, that can beat the Bills. On the other hand, with the Chiefs, I think teams like the Bengals, uh, the uh, the Dolphins, like I think, or even the Ravens, I think that these teams could potentially beat the Chiefs because of the Chiefs' weakness on their pass defense. And you know they had to they had to you know fix certain things, right? So they they helped out in certain areas, but that just ended up being you know where where the hole was. So I think that the Chiefs are uh, a little bit vulnerable. Um, therefore, it's why I have them as the number two, and then therefore the Bills is number one. And I've said it every week. It's a broken record. The Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year, bearing injuries. They are the best team. Allen, in many ways, when you look at their at his stats, he he is you know, better than, than almost every other team out there, uh, statistically, right? His, his, his stats indicate that he is, you know, the bet he in himself is the best overall offense. Uh, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing that the bills in general can't do. And, you know, the combination of him with all the skill players that he has available to him. I know that sometimes you can nitpick that. Do they have the best runners? I don't know if they have the best runners, but they have more than capable runners, and they have diverse, um, they have diversity in there, and they can just throw a lot at you. And of course, he himself 
is the ultimate runner. And in a playoff game, when you need something, you know he's going to get it, right? So I, I think the best way to think of it is, is that he is the one guy that you can 100% trust to make anything happen the way that he wants it to. There is nothing that any defense, not even the 49ers, and when they get all their players back, they are probably the best defense by far. Even they can't do anything against, against Allen, right? That is not the case with even the great Mahomes. Mahomes is usually always good for a few boneheaded plays. I mean, he's a little bit less erratic than, than Jackson, say. But like the one thing that both of them have in common is that you know that they're good for like a turnover or two. They're just going to do some some stupid stupid mistakes. They're going to try too much. Allen, on the other hand, like, yeah, of course, he can make mistakes just like anybody else. He's human. But it never feels like it's anything that the defense, you know, does, right? He is always in complete control. And that is the ultimate um, validation of confidence that you can have with a prediction for a team and for a player. So that's the 14 teams. Um, I do think that it is, you know, quickly worth mentioning, you know, some of the other other teams then that, that are not on that list. And that is being that there's, you know, three teams particularly. Like we already talked a little bit about the Colts. And the Colts, you know, are going to be battling with the Titans. That's really their, their nutshell. And that, that tie that they have is either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, at this moment, I'm leaning towards it being a bad thing. Uh, and then, you know, there's two teams, the Chargers on the AFC side and the Packers on the NFC side. I mean, come on, like these two teams, like if you, if you said that they were not going to be making the playoffs, I think you're crazy. I think, I think you could make a case for, for the Packers not making the playoffs because of how you felt about, you know, their, their weapons and that that's fair, but to say that either of them doesn't make the playoffs, and, and it's not that I was saying that it's, it's a it's a done deal, but at this point, when you look at where things are headed, I mean, in the case of the Chargers, the new injuries that they picked up, that's the real reason why, in the case of the Chargers, but they, they just can't catch a break. I mean, look, that their, their, their coaching staff has always historically been um, their greatest weakness, and it still remains true. Uh, we keep we keep you know thinking that you know Staley in this case is his great coach and and I'm not saying he's not but like the thing about them is their injury problems is always always a problem and this season yet again it looked like I mean this is this is the the wildest team where they're they're the, you you go from the third best team or the second best team I mean I had them as as the second best team you know and then now they're not even in the playoffs like all because of injuries. At the end of the day, uh, yes, the Raiders is the other team that, like, again, I'm gonna wait, you know, for for another week. Um, you know, they were on their their buy as well, and and uh, anxious to see because you know with everything that's been going on, now all of a sudden them with the, sitting at four losses, now doesn't look nearly as bad as what it did before. So now all of a sudden they still could make a make a push, and I still may get my my predictive wish to begin with. Um, in the end, who knows? We'll we'll see. It's there, there's still a lot of you know there's a lot of turmoil going on with them, and so we'll we'll see. But that is a team still to keep an uh, keep an eye on for. In the case of the Packers, I mean they're they're. I'm sorry. No, I, I Rogers can say all he wants about being not worried. No, this team is in full on panic mode. 
This is this is embarrassing. They're they the Packers have never looked like this in the last like 35 plus years or whatever with 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 him uh, or with Favre. Never never have they looked this pedestrian. You would have to backtrack all the way, you know, in, in the the awful 70s and 80s to to look at a team, you know, at, you know, looking like the way they they are right now. Like and you know, and the weirdest thing is that it's not not only that, but like there's not even an ups, there's not even a ceiling, there's not even anywhere to go because the crazy thing is, is that like their pass defense is still number one in the NFL, right? They're also getting you know good pressure. Like the problem is, is that their run defense is atrocious and they're just not able to make any turnovers, right? So like bearing like all of a sudden they go on a hot streak of just turn getting you know turn getting a whole lot of turnovers, like there's not anywhere where they're them to grow you know on the offensive side literally the only thing that can possibly improve is them getting a player like obj if that doesn't happen i'm sorry but this team is not making the playoffs i i thought for sure that they would at least squeak through but now with you know the the giants and the cowboys definitely taking those slots this doesn't allow a window for them to make it their make their way through unless the NFC West beat each other up so much that allows them to just barely squeak in. But they do not have much leeway, and I just don't see it happening. So in general, this is a very strange season. Uh, it's 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 rare to have like this very clear vision of what is going to transpire and unfold. Uh, leading into, you know, looking at the seeds, the records, and, and the playoffs, because really the only mystery left is is who is going to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, is it going to go to a team that's going to have the clear, strong record and therefore high seed like the Eagles and Vikes? Or is it going to come from a team that is, you know, just just barely getting in, you know, uh, in 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 the Bucks, Rams, or 49ers, right? Like, it's 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 really the only thing that is left to determine because even even no matter what, whoever the representative is, I think that it's really just the Chiefs or the Bills. And you know how I feel. I feel like it's the Bills. So that's that's it. That's a, a wrap on, on week seven. We'll see you next week. Cheers. And remember, clear mind, strong body, good heart. We are a theme.